0: A high drive center field. Beer leans back. This game is turned up. Hello and welcome to Swing for Contacts Baseball Podcast. It is episode 10. It is March 22nd, 2023. Team Japan has just won the World Baseball Classic, and we're here to break it down, talk about Team USA, where it goes from here, and get excited for opening day, now just one week away. Uh, boys, what is your initial thoughts on the Japan win from last night? I'll
1: let you go. I'm, not a boy. Um, that's no, I'm just kidding. Uh, I think that game was most possibly the funnest game, like nerve wracking, entertaining game I've ever watched. Even though like there weren't a lot of like flashy moments, if you will. Um, I mean, I was at work while watching it, but it was just, it was so like enticing and I was very drawn into it until the final pitch and that Cinderella, Cinderella ending. Like, come on. That was probably the best moment in baseball we're going to see.
2: So, yeah. uh, I had a hard time watching it because of a couple of streaming issues, but I, I got to see most of it. I don't think that it could have happened for a better country, like baseball wise. I would have really loved if we would have won it, but I feel like Japan was probably the best country for that to happen to. Fun fact: ninety seven point four percent of TVs in Japan were were playing that game. So, thought that was really cool. It uh the ratings of course are always big on the World Baseball Classic. Can't wait for 2026. Uh seems like like we were kind of all right about who was going to win it after pool play. Like they they look like the favorites, but they kind of won in a way that I I didn't expect. I think all of us kind of expected a uh so-called shootout, especially with our pitchers like I didn't think our pitching was going to be as good, but I really don't think that's why we lost the other night. I think, I think the USA lost because they just couldn't, couldn't get anyone in. I believe we had more hits, but it was just no one, no one could drive a runner in, it felt like. I yeah. two solo shots were the only scoring we had.
0: The issue when you build a team around your lineup, when your lineup is your selling point, is that it only takes one cold day at the office for your lineup to not produce right and in a in a one game winner take all format uh in tournament style play like if your lineup goes cold then that's it you know you can you can get the best pitching performance out of your kind of mid-range guys that you want but if your lineup goes cold and that's what your team is built around um you know it's, it's a bad place to be in like uh we knew the team usa had a, a Pretty strong bullpen felt pretty good about the bullpen arms. uh, Didn't feel great about the starting rotation arms. Uh, Merrill Kelly gets knocked out kind of early just because we're being very aggressive with, uh, you know, not wanting to get deep in that game and get into a hole early in that game. Yeah. so we go to um, we get into our bullpen fairly quick. Uh, So at that point, I felt that we were going to be able to limit some of the damage by Japan. But, you know, if the lineup goes cold. It's it's hard to score runs. I mean, it's it's kind of the way the Phillies were built in the playoffs a little bit. Like, you know, you have obviously Aaron Nolan, Zach Wheeler, are two of the best like on in Major League Baseball. But like their team identity was the lineup. Yeah. And, uh, you know, going back to the World Series, they go out and they hit you know the most home runs in one World Series game ever against Lance McCullers in game three. And you're like, oh, my gosh, this Philly lineup, this Philly lineup, this Philly lineup. And then you go back to the last few games of the WBC and the, Oh man, this team USA lineup is insane. We're just popping runs like crazy for three games straight. And then you ran into Christian Javier. (laughs) And then your lineup goes cold for the rest of the series. And you know, if you're, if you're built around the lineup, it makes one game winner, take all situations dangerous because you might not be able to produce on any given, any given day. Uh, Especially when you have some of those arms like Japan has, you know when you're bringing out you darvish and Shohei otani out of the bullpen your starter goes uh they they changed the starter up kind of the the projected starter up on team usa kind of late to a guy that they've never seen before um you know it's hard to score runs and if your lineup goes cold it's a kind of a bad place to be in but uh no you brought up the the ending obviously the the mike trout otani clips are probably going to be the most watched baseball clips ever, potentially. Uh, and it really kind of felt like a, a one of those sports scripted moments. Like uh, they joked pregame like, oh, man, what if we get the Otani trout situation? Or, you know, will Otani be able to pitch? And sure enough, that fool goes to the bullpen, starts to kind of get loose and, and go through his routine, has to run back to the dugout to go hit, runs back to the bullpen, Loosens up, comes in, and then closes the game out. Like the legend of Otani just keeps rising. Uh, what's your what's your takeaway on what the two way unicorn means to baseball after the WBC and his performance?
1: Um, one thing that I was thinking about concerning like him being the two way unicorn, I feel like we're this is like uh this might be like a bad example. Like uh like you know there's a there's a main villain in a movie right? And then, like, in the second movie, there's, like, five of those guys, you know. And so, for me, I feel like this is, like, the beginning of seeing more and more and more two-way players. Uh, I mean, Aiden mentions it every day, how that pitcher from uh, LSU is going to be a future Ranger. Uh, There's just, you're you're seeing more two-way players pop up, and I feel like he's going to be the main guy that looks back at it. Um, But, yeah, that moment, it was just like, it was awesome. I was just zoned in. Nothing else mattered except that Mike Trout and Shohei Ohtani moment.
2: Hey, uh, Noah kind of summed it up pretty well. I do think that it's it's kind of going to open up into more people trying it. At least it's it's extremely hard to do. So I don't know if players are going to be able to come up and still do it. Uh, all. Paul Skinness, I, I made a the last name. He's the guy from LSU that I really think the Rangers are going to hit with their uh, first pick.
0: Hey, I need um, you to get a little clearer in your mic. You're kind of muffled clear.
2: My bad, my bad. Uh, but Paul Skinness, that guy from LSU, he's really one of the guys. You watch him. He looks like he could be a two-way player. Uh, he he rakes, but he is a, he's just such a good pitcher. I wouldn't mind if they're like, I really want the Rangers to take him and I wouldn't mind if they told him, Hey, I, we just want you to pitch. Like, I don't, I don't know how teams are going to look at the two way thing. I don't think they're going to be as open to it as the angels kind of were with Shohei.
0: Yeah. I, here, here's the thing. I think that we all need to kind of maybe look at from a different <laughs> scope is that Shohei Otani, not to, you know, be uh not to pull a Ben Verlander here, but like, he is probably the the greatest baseball player in the world at any given point in time. There's people that have had, like, long careers and finished their careers and have numbers and have stats and are, you know, Willie Mays. He may never have Willie Mays numbers, but, like... He's
2: definitely the most skilled. Like, I, I get where you're In going terms
0: of, like, the most talented player yeah. to ever play baseball, like, to be able to do what he does in the two way sense, I don't know that you'll ever in your lifetime, will ever see a a guy that can do that at that level for, for both sides. Oh
1: Yeah, most definitely.
0: Now I do think you are going to find there's going to be more and more people that maybe try it. Uh, uh, you know, I, I mean yeah. everyone, everyone that plays high school baseball in, in America, at least like you, you typically will play a position and pitch. Like all three of us have taken the mound. All three of us have played positions. All three of us have swung it in in the batter's box. But like to find a guy that can do it at that level, you know, he, he hit a ball 110 last night. He threw a ball 102 last night. And then he ran uh, like a, a five flat down first base, something like that. Like, uh, you know, it, it was, it's stupid. It's stupid what he can do. And I think it opens the door for more potential candidates. um, I think you'll have more and more people try it, but I don't think anyone will ever in your lifetime reach the same pinnacle that you're watching right now. I don't know that we're like really taking that into account, like how special it is. Because um, I'm looking at some of the stats through uh, World Baseball Classic and, you know, down here on this list, Shohei Otani at 435 at a 606 on base. 739 slugging. So a 1.3 plus OPS. Had a home run. Drew 10 walks. Uh, stole a base. And oh yeah, he also pitched to the tune of 9 and third innings, 11 strikeouts, a .7 whip, and had a 152 opponent batting average. And, and tournament style play against some of the best players in the world and just dropped it on both sides and deserved deserved that MVP, probably maybe the most hands down, like, oh, yeah, you're the MVP of this thing without question.
1: Most definitely, yeah.
0: Uh, so Team USA, if you're Team USA, you know, there are some question marks coming in with the pitching. There are some question marks about who's going to play what. You know, I think you're you're fairly pleased making it to the championship game, but like what changes do you want team USA to make in three years from now?
1: Okay. uh, So when you mentioned last night, I think uh, we were talking and you're like guys, like uh, the the reason why USA didn't win is because you have guys like Aaron judge, you know, baseball gods that uh, don't want to play. And that's I, one thing I I kind of wanted to get into.
0: I did say uh, that kind definitely. of tongue in cheek, like yeah. that, that was kind of a joke. <laughs> no, I
1: no, I totally yeah, get yeah. why. He, yeah, yeah. No, he just
2: got named captain. Yeah, kind of wants to be there with the younger guys. Kind of like I get that. I don't I don't exactly. feel like us missing people from the lineup was that big of a problem. We missed a lot of pitchers.
1: No, that's what i That's what I was gonna get into. Okay, but yeah. So yeah. We, our our starting rotation. I mean, y'all heard the comments I had to say about Wainwright. Old man Wainwright walking out with his cane. Like, what are we doing? Like, you have all this star. And, yes, I get it. Like, Adolis did it, too. He wanted to focus on the team, on the Rangers. I totally get that. And you, some guys want to have that prevention of injury. I get it. But, I mean, if you just see how deep Japan was in their, with their pitching staff, it's ridiculous. Like, guys I haven't even heard of. And now I know everything about. And so I think the, I mean, we mentioned it before. The main thing why USA didn't win is because the pitching. I think the bullpen did okay. I think they did pretty good, actually. Devin Williams came in, what, with the 1 2 3 inning, I think, if I'm not mistaken. But I, just I think, think our pitching was
2: pretty good that last game. What's up? I think our pitching was pretty good that last game. I, I don't it think it was really the it pitch-
1: was, it was. I just think. To, I, I,
0: to Take the all last out. game out, because again, we've already talked about the last game. The main issue, we didn't hit with runners in, on scoring position and yeah, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, the lineup he... went cold in a championship game. Yeah, But like Definitely. all in all, from a team construction standpoint, like here's a, here's the point that's going to drive Noah's point home. I think the Team USA pitching staff. OK, we had one person in the top 20 in the tournament in the strikeout category. OK, Lance Land finished 11th in the tournament a title for 11th in the tournament with eight strikeouts team Japan Yamamoto had 12 Otani had 11 Sasaki had 11 they had three in the top five from a roster standpoint the the team Japan pitching was just so far above everyone else um between the three names I just said, they also had uh, Soshi Togo and uh, let's see uh, Miyagi and another guy on here. They they had you know their half their pitchers were in the top twenty in strikeouts in the tournament. They had their their dudes their aces delivering, along with you know some of their best uh, hitters in all of Japan making their lineup. So like they had. A Team USA lineup version of the Team USA lineup from Japan, but their roster construction was built around pitching, and that's why they went flawless. They they ran the table.
1: Um, yeah, I was watching. I think it was Mookie Betts and Mike Trout, and uh, I I totally agreed with them. Like uh, they're saying, there's nothing. I might misquote this, but there's nothing more special than wearing your country's name on your Jersey and getting to compete and represent your country and how they wanted like more of the star players to, to come and join. And I totally agree with it, but I agree with the fact that if you don't want to, because of certain reasons, okay, i rest my case.
0: Yeah.
2: I, I think I mentioned it a couple podcasts back uh, when we were talking about this and we all kind of said that Japan was probably going to win it. Their chemistry just kind of outmatched every other team's, and I I really feel like that's kind of it's kind of what like kind of how we lost. Uh, They just there's they're so much more in tune with each other. I felt like these guys aren't gonna come back and compete against each other. Like they don't they don't have any of that between them. I mean, these guys are just however many people are on a roster going out there to play solely for their country. Not having to worry about, hey, this guy isn't going to be my friend in a, in a month or so. Like, he needs to say he needs that. Energy, I think. And I just don't think, I think it hit too late. It kind of clicked too late. Hey, no, it's something's going crazy in the background.
0: Yeah, no, his dog's racking <laughs> up.
1: I'm going to, oh my God. Need <laughs> your mic real quick and go do <laughs> It's good. I think it's good. We're okay. We're in, okay. Amy. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, um, we'll just so, leave it. Yeah. So, uh, is there anything else on the WBC? I, I just think it was so much fun to watch. I was very sad that it was over because I, I looked forward to watching it every day.
0: Um, yeah, yeah it's wait. really like, like it has filled the void of like meaningful baseball, especially because like spring mm-hmm. training games have not been as televised as I was kind of hoping they yeah. were going to be this year. Um,
2: televise all spring training
0: games i mean all Please. the stadiums are pretty much hooked up for it. i don't know why they're not televising more of them but um i'm sure there's political reasons inside baseball as to why they're not but uh would like to see more of that happen so for the last two weeks man like it is quite literally consumed all of my free time is like watching WBC. So yeah, uh, for it, part of me, like, is like kind of glad yeah. it's over so I can like get back to like normal scheduled programming, but I'm going to miss it for sure.
1: Um, so I, I got to oh, go ahead, go ahead. Sorry. I, I got to get
2: a game in 2026. Like we got to go. That's I, I really want to go to a WBC game and I'm upset that I don't have the funds to go
0: this year. WBC boy trip in uh, three years. We got.
1: Hopefully, nice. the, hopefully the SFC can pay for it. <laughs> yeah, no doubt,
0: no uh, doubt. So,
1: um, I just wanted to mention the All World Baseball Team um, Ooh, tournament. Yeah, it hit me. So, uh, we got a catcher. We got Salvador Perez from Venezuela. User please, right for, can- please forgive me if I uh, butcher these names. Um, we got Yu Chang at first base from Chinese Taipei. Javier Baez at second from Puerto Rico. Joan Mancada at third from Cuba, obviously Captain America Trey Turner at shortstop, um, and then the outfield you got Randy Rosarina, uh, Asataka Yoshida, I, I think I got that right, and Mike Trout, and then at DH you've got Shohei Otani. and then at pitching you've got Shohei Otani, Patrick Sandoval, and Miguel Romero from Cuba.
2: So- I believe uh, Trey Turner and Randy they were the two unanimous ones, right? They've got like a little yeah. indicator on their names. Um, I'm pretty yeah, sure the post yeah, right. them had like something, some little special indicator.
1: Yeah, that just electric, man. Just electric, especially Randy.
2: Dude, um, he was he just in big moments, he just turns into something else. Yeah.
1: What if wh- I, I I think I said this
2: to Coach Ramey the other day. What if this uh this W kind of turns around Javi Baez. Baez has like- always
0: had a flair for the dramatic. He's always been a big game kind of guy. And I don't know if it's just like the the drag of 162 or what, but I think a career resurgence from Baez following the WBC would be a lot of fun. When
1: you're in Detroit,
2: what, 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 what excitement's going on in there? Sorry, Detroit. But... <laughs> <Man. Ow. laughs> oh, yeah, they got Spencer Torkelson, maybe he'll proved not to be a complete bust.
1: Hello. Yeah. Whatever your name is. Alright, no more slander. Okay.
0: Uh okay, let's let's get into some uh some more MLB baseball kind of news. Uh so with Harper Obviously, the team has not elected to put him on the 60 day IL yet is the key word here. They still can place him on the 60 day IL if they feel like they need to. It would just go retroactive to the previous uh, insert time so that he wouldn't have to like lose those days from the 60 day. Um, But as of right now, they're planning on him being on the 15 day or the 10 day and uh, starting kind of baseball activities, starting to maybe he started swinging a bat in cages and like T work, but he hasn't faced life pitching yet, but he's kind of mm-hmm. planning on starting facing life pitching soon. Uh, so uh, if Harper is back early, uh, is he now a guy that is back into MVP considerations or do you consider him maybe a, a slow start? Give him some time, uh, put him at DH and give him time off and let him kind of build himself up to the second half.
2: I'm going to be honest, even if he was healthy right now, I'd probably have him in the top five, but actually I'd, I'd probably give him top three, but I've really, I've really got one guy in the NL that I really think is going to win it. It's Juan Soto. Uh, I just, I don't know. I don't, I don't see it right now because I don't, like you said, I don't think he's going to come back and immediately be in the field. I think he's going to DH for a bit like he did last year. But that's 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 just how I see it. I think yeah, I think
1: I agree with I think I agree with Aiden a little bit. Um, I think obviously you're going to see him at DH first, and I mean, like you mentioned, he did it. I mean, he he pretty electric last year while doing it, or whenever he got hurt. So I mean, can he do it again? I don't know. I think I agree with Aiden. A little Juan Soto MVP over there, but he's definitely always going to be in the conversation
0: bringing up Soto is good because he also just had a recent strain on his uh, left oblique, which oblique strains in baseball are kind of scary because they can be pretty nagging for a while. Uh, The club doesn't seem very worried about it. I think he went for an MRI and there's a a minimal strain and no significant inflammation is what uh, I have in front of my eyes right now. Um, You know, long-term things. I don't think there's anything crazy here, but you know, he might be kind of slow out the gate. He might not even, like start opening day. He might be a, a week, week or two. It might give him like a, a week off to get the oblique, right. And then kind of work himself back into the lineup. Uh, but just something to kind of keep in mind, uh, oblique strain from Soto. But again, I don't think it's something that they're very worried about. Um, and then Joe Musgrove has started his bullpen sessions. Um, and it looks like he's going to be full go pretty soon. Um He's probably two or three weeks behind everyone else in terms of pitching right now, Uh, but he'll be back on the mound for the, for the fathers at some point, probably in April. Um, Jose Altuve had his surgery today for his thumb, which uh, shoot me in the face, but that's probably going to be about two months dealing with that. Uh, So a combination of, Mauricio Dubon and David Hensley, I guess, will be playing up the middle for the Astros for a while. I
1: mean, no, no, knowing y'all, he'll, they'll turn into the AL MVP, <laughs> uh, you know.
0: It'd be a good problem to have. Uh, Jordan Alvarez makes his spring training debut tomorrow. He'll start uh, seeing live pitching in games tomorrow. Uh, and then I believe... Um, Hunter Brown just had was scratched from a start today with a little lower back tightness, but lower back tightness. I'm not too worried about. I don't think the club seems very worried about. It. He'll probably be back on the mound in a day or two as well. Um, looking for other injuries here. Uh, and I nothing that has been new or recent. Uh, Carlos Rodon did begin a throwing program late last week or over the weekend. Uh, so I think uh, he's probably back on track to you know he he won't be ready for opening day, but uh he'll be uh back in the conversation for the yankees soon so it looks like there's no major issues um in their rotation on on the carlos Rodon any anyway uh so any anything that I just brought up player wise injury wise any red flags or stuff that you guys are are looking for storylines out of so doesn't
1: right. well, a... go ahead I'm good uh, you go. You go. Okay, uh, so just I don't think there's any major red flags. It's very unfortunate to see what happened to Altuve. Everyone to see that, especially with one of your star players. Um, did <laughs> I did want to bring up Brandon Nemo for a minute? I didn't know if we wanted to save that for the end of the end of the episode. Um, did y'all see what he like said and what happened to him?
0: No, so I didn't see his quote, and so that's why I didn't bring it up. So enlighten me
1: um so i don't want to misquote it either so i'm gonna look it up but anyways it was something along the lines of uh you know wbc is uh, uh meaningless um there's no reason you need to play in it um prevents you, you know it's preventative of in- injuries if you don't play and then i think not even the next day he gets hurt
0: oh Nemo had had those thoughts on the wbc
1: yeah, uh, let me open it on Twitter real quick. Sorry for the delay.
0: I know um, he like had a sprain in his right knee and his ankle, um, but he thinks he's still going to be back for opening day. He thinks it was just like a yeah. a very minor but grade I was, issue.
1: <laughs> I was just seeing memes on Twitter and stuff like, cancel spring training. Spring training isn't uh, isn't safe for players to prevent injuries. Just cancel the whole season right. to prevent injuries. So I just wanted to bring that up. I thought that was hilarious. Not that he got hurt, but just... Uh,
0: Uh, irony of it Aiden got anything
2: uh so I don't have anything on the like the injuries but I do have kind of cool story coming out right now uh uh, Mike Soroka made his 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 or made his debut today since uh since I think his last start was in 2020
0: uh yeah that sounds right
2: it's been a while man I'm wondering Kind of what's going to happen. I don't know if he's... Last time he pitched, I mean... I don't know how he's going to come back. No one's really, I'm guessing, expecting him to come back how he was. But if he did, that just adds a whole other part to the Braves. And i may have to add them up on my, my little projection. Now I think I've got them under.
0: Yeah, I think uh, getting Soroka back along with like Max Freed and uh, Charlie um. Morton continues to do it, regardless how old he gets. He just keeps spinning the the curveball as well as anybody. Uh, the Atlanta Brazier are set up as an organization. They have depth and they have talent across the board. So uh, just getting Soroka back is like the extra. Like gravy on top, like it's just just bonus at that point for them. Uh so, yeah, that's a, a good pickup for, for that team. Uh, I did want to bring an, another kind of cool story up. So, like, we we were talking about the USA-Japan game a lot, but the Japan-Mexico game the night before, uh, mm-hmm. watching Patrick Sandoval do what he did, uh, I don't think that guy gets enough credit for, for pitching. Like, uh, you know, the storyline was obviously... All about the the Japanese young guy, um Sasuke, uh, and what he is, and you know, obviously incredible. And there was a lot of storylines about him because of who he is and what he can be probably in the majors at some point in the future. But Patrick Sandoval went in with no hype at all and uh the full-on underdog in the pitching matchup and matched him pitch for pitch. And uh just uh, want to give a quick shout out to Patrick Sandoval before I got too far away. I was just looking at the headlines uh, and his name popped up and just uh, the Angels rotation with Otani, Sandoval and Tyler Anderson, that those top three guys can be uh, pretty solid, I think. And then if uh, a Reed Dittmers and uh, Jose Suarez kind of take that next step forward, uh, you know, Dittmers was a part of that no hitter last year. Um, and so like he's got some magic in his arm. And you know, I it's, I don't like to talk bad about the Angels, but you know the organizational uh, history for the last several years has kind of forced it on us in a way. Uh, but you know what? If everything clicks right for that rotation with an Otani, Sandoval, Anderson, one, two, three, uh, you know, there, there's there's some potential there if Sandoval can find that magic and, and be that guy consistently. Let's see. Uh as far as other news around the league, teams are starting to kind of get through their major league cuts. Rosters are starting to get trimmed down some. Uh are there any cuts or uh options that have surprised you either from like a Rangers end or just from a major league baseball standpoint?
1: Not really for me, no. I know
0: uh one of the the big moves, uh, the Mets dropped Francisco Alvarez down to their triple A team. Uh, so I don't I think he was kind of a long shot regardless uh, to make their opening day squad. But uh, he has been sent back down to minor league baseball. Um, I think the Yankees are they sent down Dominguez uh, and then Volpe is still, I think, up currently. And so that's one to kind of keep an eye on. Um, I still don't know what they're going to do with their five middle infielders that they have, but uh, I'm sure one of them moves to a full-time outfield spot at, at some point. Um, and other than that, I really haven't seen any like big-name guys since last time I looked at it, or seen any news today or yesterday about guys getting pushed down. Uh, as far as the Rangers go, uh, where are they sitting with like Foscu and... Young. I'm assuming Young is still up, and I'm not sure about Foskey.
2: Young is the everyday starter, like at third. Like He
0: solidified. He is that guy right now.
2: Already that guy. He he kind of started slow in spring training, but he's always had a really good bat and eye, and I think he just had to get used to it, and he's starting to get used to the MLB pitching. It, it is just spring training, but he started mashing a couple more homers. His average is in the 360 which is spring training i like like it's not going to be in the 360s or even the 300s in the regular season but you know you like to see spring training um uh, it's never a bad well, thing see to see i don't think he's going to move down yet
0: and then has is bubba thompson going to be full fully up you think or is he going to be a guy that might have to move up and down some
2: i think he's going to move up and down some he's he's kind of struggled
0: what on I the think that uh, right
2: now they're oh my nope. uh so i think they got grossman with the intentions of uh of platooning him like we kind of said but i think he's kind of in spring training you don't see a lot of like they do stuff that solidify something i think he's kind of solidified himself as the everyday guy out in left field uh we kind of have a problem with Tavares getting injured I think that's where you could see Bubba Thompson, Josh Smith, and uh, maybe Brad Miller platooning themselves until Tavares comes back. But uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll find out.
0: Gotcha. I saw a couple other names that I did see. Uh, you know, the Giants picked up a Sergio Romo a couple days ago, which uh, is a is a fun, unique thing. Um, and... Mark Appel, after his long journey up to the majors last year, finally, uh, he was actually, I think, outright released by Philadelphia. So he might still be looking for yeah, a home, sorry. or he might be, uh, he might be calling it quits. Not sure yet. Um, Zach Green was claimed off waivers to the Yankees, which I thought was an interesting move. Um, but obviously, at this late in camp, there's not a whole lot of action going on in terms of like signings and waivers. Uh, But the Sergio Romo contract going back to San Francisco, I thought was kind of fun. Uh, He's been doing it for a long time and obviously had some big games as his time as a giant in his time as a giant. Uh,
2: I remember I was on, I was on YouTube one day and he was, uh, he was on the show with someone and you know, they give like the players their own 99 card. Right. So like he was using that card, and that's that's every time I think about Sergio Romo, I think about him having his own 99 card in the show Gotta trying to see if I'll get Philip
0: one. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> That'd be <laughs>
2: imagine, imagine me with a Philip Norton 99 card. I, I I'm, love I'm,
0: it. We've got to make that happen somehow. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I've got. I was looking at my this little shelf over here. So I've got my old consoles from my childhood and teenage years, and this. PlayStation 2 sitting here with MVP 2005 and I oh, will I like I've got I know exactly where to find Philip Norton on that game because I've used him a number of times growing up uh, it was really funny when I had that realization a few years back because uh, I, I can like picture his like face on the game like I, I remember exactly <laughs> what it looked like in 2005 and, and that game for Earl Phil uh, shout out to Abe's dad uh, let's oh, see yeah. uh, any other news that we need to talk about. We're about 30 minutes in here, so we're, we're kind of at a good point. Uh, any, any last second things from spring training before we uh, get into the final segment?
2: Oh, uh, I think, I think we're pretty good. Who was the, uh, who was the closer for Mexico? They ended up.
0: That was Giovanni like, Gallegos for the St. Louis Cardinals he
2: may not survive the next week.
0: I mean, he's he's solidified in the majors, but like it was definitely not his best performance. Uh, oh,
2: I'm not. Never much. <laughs> Shut up, Aiden. Shut up. Dude, I, I would worry if I was him.
0: All right.
1: <sighs> Anyways, on, on to the next.
0: <laughs> on, on, on to this final little thing here. So opening day is a week away. Uh, Noah, you have said that you're going to Rangers opening day. Is that still on the in the cards? It's
1: on the table. I just have to buy the tickets. Let me uh, talk and I'll interrupt you with how much the prices are.
0: Okay, While you pull those up, uh, I will not be going to the Astros opening day uh, night, unfortunately. But what I will be doing is I will be watching it at the house and do a live stream reaction for that, And so we'll jump on Twitch like we did uh, for the first week of spring training, uh, start kind of pumping that stuff around because I want to get into a, a groove where we get our our weekly baseball interactions with people and try to grow some stuff that way. So on opening night, the Houston Astros play Chicago White Sox on ESPN, and we will be uh, doing a ESPN game cast on the Twitch stream so that'll be a, a fun time. Uh if you're into coming, hanging out and watching ball, we'll be doing that. And the show comes out this week as well. Early access comes out in a couple of days. And uh, then the full game comes out next week. Early next week. Uh Aiden, you have said that you intend on streaming night one, correct?
2: So uh actually I do have a question about that. So you've gotten early access before, right? Yes. So it usually does come out at twelve AM the day of?
0: I believe so, yes.
2: Okay. So yeah, I will be streaming that. Uh I think you need to add my Twitch link to the uh to the links. Then I'll be good to go ahead and do that.
1: Okay. What? Um <laughs> I found I found where I wanna sit. I usually like sitting right field at global field. Um I just always I've liked sitting in the outfield. Um Pay for um, left field, right field. Uh, so left field is the all you can eat section. Um, two hundred thirty-two dollars. Oof. So probably probably close to two two hundred and sixty, taxes and stuff. But where I want to sit, it is right the row right behind the bullpen. It's one hundred and forty-four dollars. Oh my goodness! I'm pre- I just screw it. I had you know yellow.
0: Yolo, baby.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: uh, currently at Minute Maid for opening night. Uh, I think the cheapest thing is eighty nine dollars, and that is in the uh the highest of nosebleeds.
2: I'm telling you, pay for the eighty nine, then look on SeatGeeks for open seats closer, and you go sit in those.
0: Uh, and you're talking about opening night in Houston where they're unveiling well, the trophy. Okay, sorry. And sorry, I'm thinking
2: about Texas Rangers, Texas Rangers. There's usually some open seats, right. but Houston a winner as far you're, as I have it, you're not,
0: part. you're not finding that this game. Now, obviously in some games, you know,
1: That's what we
0: do. that, we that, buy, like, that comes available. Especially <laughs> to college Let's students. To give
1: our strategy away, yeah. Um, uh, SeatGeek, uh, we love you.
0: Yeah. Shout out to geek. Uh, <laughs> um, give us a call.
1: But- yeah, the sponsors. Uh, the ni- the 90- the cheapest one I can find is $97 in the oh nosebleeds in row seven. But, like, the nosebleeds in Texas, dude, they're not good.
0: Yeah, they're kind of not that great.
1: They're not good. Um,
0: uh, I've got tickets for March 3rd, so that Sunday game, uh, in Section 105, and I paid about $80 in total for it. Uh i'm not excited for it but it is one of it's the first ring giveaway of the year so i had to go capitalize on that somehow so uh we'll be we'll be going to that game but
1: Do you see us um we're going on the 14th on the 15th right or the 14th
0: uh whatever that friday is that yeah, first 14th. rangers game in houston um, uh
1: yeah if y'all see us come just give us a handshake we'll sign your jerseys for you
0: yeah for sure that's what <laughs> It is a April 14th, Friday, April 14th. We'll be there. So that'll be a good time, but we'll talk more about that when we get a little bit closer to it. Now that baseball is in basically full gear, uh, we'll be trying to grow this thing a little bit more and doing some more content-based stuff. And so hopefully we uh, get some, a little bit more presence here in Houston and in Dallas. I think that'd be really good for us. So, all right, I think uh, we're going to wrap it up right here. We're right at about 40 minutes. That's plenty of time. And I'm out of things to talk about, uh, With WBC, Shohei Otani, best player on planet Earth in baseball. Maybe some more two ways, but maybe never you'll see this performance type of stuff ever again. Uh, Some injury stuff. Wishing guys well, getting ready for the season quick. Quick recoveries. And we'll just go from there. Hopefully next time Team USA gets to take the field, we'll have uh, some more superstar pitching. Um, And hopefully in the championship game, the bats don't go cold. So... That will do it for us, and we will be back next week with a opening day special, and we will see you then.